Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Quartet Thunder Podcast once again. I'm Josh Shemanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, future Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion, Angel Ortega. A lot of us to talk about this week. We got UC 281 to go over, UC Vegas 65 to preview, Dolder 288 to go over, as well as a bunch of news. As always, we are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off all your energy needs. They help me fuel to get through the day, and they can help you as well if you use code SOUNDOFF for 10% off. We are also brought to you by Elixir. Elixir is currently one of the leading distributors of Delta 8, 9, and 10 products. The lab tested products include vapes, vapes, gummies, joints, and gels, among other things. Please check your local laws to ensure that you're in a state where Elixir can ship to you. For fans of the Courtside Sound Off podcast, Elixir is allowing 10% off with the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. That's code SOUNDOFF for 10% off. Angel, we, we teased it last week. What are your thoughts on Elixir's products? Uh, I have it. It's helped, look, it's helped me already a lot with my sleep. It's been great. Uh-huh. That's I'm, what I'm a, we use it for. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, that's, no, I can't, personally, I really do. By the no, way. No, yeah, it does help I'll, a lot. Just, I will, I will say, guys, it's my personal experience. Be responsible and be an adult <laughs> and follow the dosage recommendations. Of course, of course. You know, you don't want to take. I, myself, may have not followed those instructions. Exactly. You guys got to be careful. If you've never done Delta 8 or any of those products before, Please, they got, they even got instructions on the side of the, of the, the tin, I believe. Like, if you've never done it before, you gotta, you gotta be careful with your first time dosage. It's really funny, Josh. I read it, you know, cause they're, they're on the yeah. top. I'm, I'm holding the little cat, uh, the yeah. tin right now. There is, a, there is an instructional thing, right? I, I read it, and I was like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it did uh, not really Yeah, I'm a se- I'm a seasoned veteran of the gummies at this point, so I know, I know what good works for me, but it may not work for everybody, so just go ahead and, be careful the first time. Don't make the mistake of if, if you guys have never done this before, never used the products before, don't eat like one and think I'm not feeling anything after 30 seconds. Because 30 seconds? Who the fuck not are 30, you? I meant 30 minutes. My bad. Like don't, don't, and don't immediately think like, oh shit, this ain't, this, this gummy ain't shit because it'll, it'll, it'll come back to bite you. So just be responsible. But you can also go ahead and be responsible and also get it for cheaper if you use code SOUNDOFF at checkout at elixir.com. Fantastic sponsor of the show. Just want to go ahead and give them a shout-out, as well as Rogue Energy. Last Saturday night from Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York, UFC 281 went down. And we knew going in that the middleweight title fight between Israel Adesanya and Alex Pahea could be won for the ages, and it was exactly that. Israel Adesanya was... Minutes, he was three minutes away from retaining his middleweight championship. And Alex Pahea unleashed a combination from hell. And he knocks him out. Controversial stoppage a little bit. It was a TKO, standing TKO. But Alex Pahea, Poetan, and new. Angel, give me your reaction. Give me your thoughts about the middleweight title fight that happened last weekend. It's, holy shit, Josh. First of all, exciting, intense, really fun to watch, heartbreaking. I mean, it had all the emotions, right? Everything you want in a fight, an event. 
the stage. I mean, it was all perfect. And, uh, wow. Like you said it. I mean, we were married to win of it being and still it ended up being and new, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's, that's, that's the nature of the sport band. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of this sport that there's so many ways you could end at any moment. It doesn't matter if it's the first round or the fifth round with five, ten seconds left. You could make something happen and you could have won the last four rounds in a row. You could be going to the fifth down bad, but you could throw something from, you know, you know, in your back pocket and, you know, win the back, win it all right back. And look, I mean, it seemed great. Izzy looked pretty good early on. Heard him right there at the end of the, at the end of the first round. The bell saved Alex Pahaya. And there was a round in between there that I can't remember that I gave the Pahaya. It might have been the second. It was the second when he got the takedown, uh, in the final, like, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third is when Izzy got a, got reversed to takedown, right? Yeah, correct. And he got third. a lot of back control. Yeah, got a lot of back control. Looked really good. Fourth looked pretty solid. Going into the fifth, we didn't look bad initially, but Alex Pahaya came out hot, bringing it forward. I will say this, Josh, my only issue, and obviously we're not going to enter like a crazy amount of fight analysis here. There was a certain level, at least personally, when Izzy was against the cage where I felt very uncomfortable. Did you feel at all the same? Yeah, I kept on watching. I was like, he he's on playing a dangerous game. He would keep on backing up to the defense. He he just trying to do a little bit of head movement. But at a certain point, if you do that for five rounds, you're giving Poetan way too much. Like uh, like he he knows what you're gonna do at a certain point. But when you back up to the fence, you don't really put your hands up. You just put your hands at your side. And you try to do a little shimmy, you know, almost Roy Jones esque in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kept on back under the fence, and you kind of knew at a certain point, like, dude, he's, he's getting way too comfortable back there. And then he got caught. I think, what was it? Like, he, uh, he went in, like, a left hook and an uppercut whenever Izzy was pulling that shit near the back of the fence, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I mean, it ended, I mean, the left was what sealed the deal in the end, as it always, yeah. as it, it's done for him time and time again. And, uh, I mean, look, there was a lot of good things that happened. I felt like, a lot of people complimented Izzy for his work on the ground. And look, obviously, I am no expert on the ground, right? I'm not going to claim to be. I'm learning now, you know, for those who don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that later on the podcast. Yeah, we will. But, <laughs> but, but I felt like, Josh, and I, I feel like you could agree with me on this. I don't feel like, even though Izzy took advantage as much as he could at his level and with the abilities and skills that he has in that position, I still feel like, he didn't fully optimize as much as he could, but granted, that, that's asking for a lot for a guy whose specialty is on the standout, but is has still has tools on the ground to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I felt like he did certain things right, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel like different people in this particular position could have done more. Yeah, you know, I a lot of that, that fight and ultimately the final result just came down to, and I, it's so rare for me to feel this way about Israel Adesanya, because he's a guy that has insane fight IQ. Top of the, the top of the line. Like, this motherfucker was made in a lab, okay? Like, he just, he doesn't miss. And he's always very, very smart. He always plays it very, very careful. But in round five, I was very, very surprised he did not try to clinch. He did not shoot for a takedown. <clears throat> I think he might have, I think he fainted one initially, right? He might have, he, he fainted one, but he didn't really go... He didn't really shoot or anything like that, you know. Um, it was just kind of surprising to me. And then um, I feel like I, I see your point, and I think that if there were other people in that position, 
like, look, we kind of knew going into this fight that this was, it's kind of weird because Israel Adesanya is the champion, but this was always going to be a, a matchup that out of everybody in the top five was extremely beneficial to Alex Bahia because Israel Adesanya, even though he may, I mean, he even got a couple takedowns, what, like two in this fight, you know, that's not his bread and butter. Like, that's not what he does. He's a kickboxer. And I feel like if there were other guys in that position, Alex Bahia, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's not a good night at the office for him. Yeah. But speaking of other people, I feel like we should move forward a little bit because now with the big win, Alex Bahia is champion. He's beaten Israel Adesanya three times across two sports. Uh, Adesanya teased he might take a little bit of time off after the loss and that he needs to go ahead and get some health things checked out and, um, he even he he later backtracked on this, but he said like you know with he compared himself to Chadwick Boseman, said like you know you don't you don't really know what people got going on when you judge them, you know. Um, he doesn't have cancer or anything like that. He immediately walked it back the next like two days later on the MMA hour, but he said that he still might take a little bit of time off, but that he wants his next fight to be back whenever it is against Alex Bahia, belt or no belt. Walk me f- like through what do you think is next for the champ? What do you think is next for the former champ? And uh, what you personally would like to see most? I mean, look, I think I think we know at this point Alex Bahia is going to take time off. You know, he's been extremely active since coming to the UFC, Josh. I mean, you got to think about it. He fought almost exactly a year ago to the day uh, uh, that that Izzy fight. He made his debut uh, November November sixth, uh, and he fought Izzy on the twelfth of this year. So six days later from his debut. A little over a year. Fought Bruno Silva at the start of this year in March. And he fought Shot Strickland a few months back. Uh, and then he fought Izzy. I mean, he, in, in a, that's four fights within a calendar year, essentially, a little over, but he's been pretty active. And he had a kickboxing match, uh, in 2021. He had two. One in January and one in, uh, in October, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he's been yeah, super he- active. He's cut a lot of weight. And he just won this big title. I'm sure he'll take the time off too. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And for Izzy, I mean, do what you got to do. I mean, he was champ for a long time. I think he'll he'll take back, reset. He'll look back at that fight, be like, damn, I was winning that fight. I was winning that fight fair and square. I mean, shit, he's like, I could have even lost that third round, that final fifth round, and won the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, the craziest thing to me is I'm surprised people are not talking about the fact that, um, he might actually go ahead and uh, move up to light heavyweight. He's a huge middleweight. Had a Ooh, lot of, he had a, yeah, he had a hard time cutting to 205, not 205, 185. I could see him going up to 205 next. You know? you know, I feel like that'd be such a power move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only issue is, though, fuck, dude, there's some good fucking grapplers at 205. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would go well for him because the reality is that he got a lot of, he got a lot of love from the UFC. He got, a good matchup he faced, you know, uh, I can't even, he's not even in the UFC anymore. Andreas, um, Machetis, or how you pronounce his Michael, name? Michaelitis? Michaelitis. He's a much smaller guy who got cut from the UFC after that one because he's not very good. He fought Bruno Silva, who Bruno Silva's a fun guy, but. But, but you, know, you know what the UFC you know would do? I mean? they, they would be massive cucks and they'd be like, well, Alex, if you want to be ranked at 205, you can fight Dustin Jacoby, who you already fought in kickboxing and beat. Oh, God, don't even say that. Yep. I mean, there's guys he could take on there, like Kalua Roundtree, Justin Jacoby, fuck, uh, Johnny Walker, even. Yeah. You know, avoid Paul Craig, you know. 
you know, even Jamal Hill could be interesting because I don't know if Jamal Hill would take that fight to the ground. Yeah. But, I mean, there's guys up there like a fucking Magomed Ankulayev, a Clover Teixeira, which, I mean, their teammates, they would never fight. Uh, Anthony Smith, who's a slick jiu-jitsu guy, too. I mean, we don't talk, you don't, you don't get to see it a lot, but he has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I would not make that move if I were him, but I could see him making that move, especially after Glover retires. But, I mean, what I think is next, I think we're probably going to get the Izzy uh, rematch, I guess, in MMA next, or the fourth fight, you know, if you count the first uh, two kickboxing ones. Um, I have one question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think if Izzy does not meet, I'm assuming, who knows what the UFC's timeline is, if he does not meet the UFC's timeline, do you think the winner of Marvin Vittori and Robert Whitaker could get that fight if for some reason the UFC is unhappy with Izzy's timeline? Well, it'd be it's it's Paulo versus uh Oh Paulo Whitaker. Paulo versus yeah. Robert. My yeah. bad. Yeah, that, that was a fight before. I yeah, yeah. Um I mean I think it it just depends on what their timeline is. I they could do that, especially if it's Whitaker, which it probably will be. Because at that point, I mean Whitaker, I mean, that motherfucker is just on an insane run. I mean, I understand, yes, he lost Izzy in the second fight, but that was razor close. You, you know, uh, you know something funny that I said after the fight, uh, like, as the fight ended, yeah. you know, and everything was going down, Izzy had lost. I was, you know, I was heartbroken, right? And look, I'm, I'm going to talk about this kind of freely, right? Because yeah, go ahead. I'm not a member of the media, Josh, so I could say this. And it, yeah, yeah. This is, this is something I'm going to state now to everybody. Me and Josh are two very different people on this podcast. We get two very different perspectives. You know, Josh is a member of the media. I am your average Josh Small on the street who, you know, loves the sport and, you know, trying to participate in a way now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, fuck, man, I, I, you know, I'm a fan of Israel. So I was fucking heartbroken. Right after that fight ended, Josh, I was like, send in Robert Whitaker. I kid you not. <laughs> I, I was like, send in Robert Whitaker, dude. I literally said that. In, that's never fucking, before they even handed the belt over, dude. Dude, that's hilarious. Because, look. I uh I love Bobby Knuckles. I've made that very, very clear. I'm a huge fan of, of Bobby Knuckles. And um I'm not even saying this because I'm a fan. I'm I try I'm looking at it objectively. Even objectively speaking, I'd pick Whitaker over Pahia probably eight times out of ten. <laughs> it's just I mean yeah, just I, being I think, honest. Yeah, I mean I think I think regardless it's still a hard matchup though for Robert because he he's always had trouble with tall longer guys, you know what I mean? That is true, but I also don't think that I feel like Whitaker on the feet, if he plays it similar to how he did against uh, Izzy, where he's just doing a lot of darty in and out, I can easily see him taking down yep. Pei yeah. and, and ultimately, that's... you know, yep. subbing him. I mean, Adesanya, for, he's not a wrestler, but God damn if he's not the best, like, anti-takedown, get-back-to-his-feet guy in the UFC. You know what I mean? He's legit at that. Yeah. I don't think Pei... I mean, we we saw him. We saw Adesanya have like four minutes of back control, man. I mean, that that is very. That's another thing you got to think about too. Is like, especially since Pahia is probably the stronger guy in there, you know, a little bigger. Yeah. And he had some, you know, and he obviously has some natural power too. And he wasn't able to to get, especially with that kind of, especially with the frame he has too. You would think he would be able to do it, you know, post up or something. But no, you're not wrong about that. Izzy's not fucking, you know, having your market made up. You know, he's yeah. going kind of extreme here. But if if that's what Izzy could do, imagine what a guy with those kind of ground capabilities and control could do. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens moving forward with that division. There's so much. Like, there's so many. So many By the way, I do, do like that you thing know? you said, though. Alex Bahia, 205. I kind of fuck with that. I think he could really do Because, I mean, 205 is open, you know? 
Yeah, especially after he loses the belt. I mean, let's let's be honest. He went ahead and let's let's say Alex loses the belt by that point. Fuck cutting the weight. Wolver will almost definitely be retired. Almost definitely. Because it'll be it'll be in you know. Because uh, it'll be we're talking 2024 at that point. We're not talking 2023. More likely, right? Yeah. So I mean, at that point, he's definitely going to be retired. So yeah, there's there's a lot of moves that we can see him making in the future, and there's a lot of different uh, things that can happen. But time to move on to the co-main event uh, because the co-main event it did not, uh, you know. I guess it was somewhere in the middle of what people expected. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Uh, Weili Zhang is your new UC Women's Strawweight Champion. Let's um, go. China number one. China number one, yeah. Uh, everybody, she, they booed the shit out of Carla as far as the... Uh, I was impressed by that, especially for being in the U.S. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of... UFC fans are the most... I, You know, I love the sport, but the fans are just... Fucking ridiculous. I mean, are we seriously going to pretend that, like, Whaley did not get booed out of the building, like, two fights ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, like, because she was a communist or whatever the fuck Rose said? I mean, let's just be honest here. Like, ridiculous. But they pretended that now they're a huge fan of Whaley because as far as it was champion. Regardless, as far as the actual fight goes, like I said, it was somewhere in the middle of what a lot of people expected. Um, most people expected Whaley to dominate. She kind of did, but Carla had her moments. She got on top at times. She did... She did well to survive, especially in round one. She had some moments. But then in round two, Whaley gets the rear naked choke. Not even like a rear naked choke because he wasn't exactly behind her either. It was kind of like a side choke. It was it was a really weird position, but she gets the win, gets the dub. Not shocking at all, but uh, what is your takeaway from this fight? And who do you think Whaley could fight next? Because women's strawweight is an excellent division, but because Marine Rodriguez lost, it's kind of a lot of question marks. So what do you, what would you think? Oh, man. I mean, I feel like, God. Dude, it's, that's, I mean, Jessica, I mean, Whaley's already beat Jessica on draw. Amanda Lemos just got a nice win, but she lost on draw. I know how Drake's, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. There needs to be some clarity at that division. I don't know who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Lemos, but I feel like, fuck, man, it, it's kind of like, is it even, there's no clear number one contender right now. Yeah, I mean, there's really not. I mean, you can give it to Lee Mosh, but it'd be a little bit weird. I mean, I we're mean, looking at a fucking Roseway Lee trilogy at that point. I almost feel it. Jesus Christ, I really hope not. I'm so tired of the same people fighting him for the title, man. It's it's the same. It's it's fucking like Rose Whaley, Joanna, but I guess Joanna's retired now. You know By the way, he's Rose. Well, she's as far as uh. It's the same, like, five or six names just rotating over and over and over and over again. So that's kind of why I'd like a, a Lamos fight or fucking whoever at this point. Do, do we have an update on Rose? Like, do we know if Rose is going to do anything, you know? No. I know that she said uh, probably, like, last week or before she she would like, uh, and as far as her trilogy, but she knows that fans wouldn't really like that. I mean, you know something? They could run that back, which, I mean, I feel like this time Rose would press the action. Yeah, I mean, I God bless. We we can only hope so, you know. Um, I don't know, man. This division's in a weird place. This division's an extremely weird place. And then, I mean, they might just give fucking Lemos his way and leave. But I just feel like that's you know what the dumbest part about the well, oh shit, you know what we didn't think about? Jan John Allen just beat uh, Dern. 
You she, tell me, you tell me they wouldn't do a Chinese woman versus a Chinese woman in China next the, year. The the issue is though, she lost to fucking. She lost to a lot of people, but she won her last fight. That's all the UFC needs. No, no, but but still though, it, it still wouldn't make uh, it wouldn't make much sense though for them to do. I mean, she lost to what was it Marina Rodriguez? She lost. She lost to Marina. Was it Amanda she lost to Esparza, but then she beat Darren. She did. Which I mean, I guess like I think you're overestimating how much the UFC really cares about legitimacy and title shots. I know, but still, I don't feel like it makes much much sense. Still, I mean, I, I feel like. If she got one over on one of them, yeah, the, the issue is Marina Rodriguez lost. Like that was the big fucking wrench and all this shit. Because they had their next, they had their next person. Mm-hmm. Is Marina Rodriguez? Yeah, well, I mean, that dude. Even if she beat her, I don't know. They fucking hate that poor woman for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I think I think they'll end up doing Amanda Lemos because fuck, what else? What other choice do they have? But then it's like fuck, she just. She lost to Jessica Andrade, and Jessica Andrade's ranked below her. Jessica Andrade lost to Wei Lee. She also beat Rose. And, I mean, there, it, it's fucked. I mean, there's no clear contender. I did, they did do some fucking Bellator fucking tournament, dude, like, style. Yeah. To, I feel like, dude, that would be a fucking power move if they do that in this division. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I, I bet it's going to be something un, or unorthodox next, because, like, you know, you just said, like, oh, it can't be Jan, because, you know, she lost to Blank Blake, but there's, you know, she might, they might give it to Rose, and Rose just lost, and she had one of the worst fights of all time, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be weird. It's going to be very, very weird, regardless of what happens next. There's no clear answer, but there's also, because of there's no the fact there's no clear answer, kind of give it to anybody. So that's why I think that Yan Janon could get it. Like, I, I, I don't think that's that crazy to me. Especially considering, I think I heard Wei Li said the UFC might go back to China next year. And if that's the case, if there's no clear number one, and you have a chance to make that fight in China... Like, get out, man. Like, that'd well, be crazy. Well, I mean, if we're being honest here, someone below, I mean, well, he's not going to be fighting anytime soon, so there'll be time for someone here to fight. I mean, honestly, Amanda Limo, Jean Chanel, title eliminator? Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Maybe, um, maybe they get Marina Rodriguez, Jessica Andrade at some point. They run that. I don't know. By the way, minor thing. I did look it up. Whaley said that the UC is going to do a pay-per-view event next year in China. Oh, there you go. So... Um, we'll see what happens, but regardless, it's probably time to move on, uh, because, dude, this card, we gotta call it for what it is, uh, there was a lot of hype for UFC 280, and that would look great on paper, but I feel like in execution, it was a good card, but not a great card. UFC 281, on paper, great card, fucking card of the year, like, incredible, top to bottom, prelims to main event, and the best fight of, of the night was Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier, because these two dudes... Look, they can say what they want. I saw Chandler said something along the lines like, you know, I may go, go in there. I may have a game plan. I'll probably wrestle. You know, I'll probably do this. I'll probably do that. Dustin Poirier's like, you know, I'm not going to get myself into the brawl, yada, yada. Instantly. It's <laughs> just, just, just instantly throwing hands and just seconds in, and you're like, oh, this is going to be another one of those fights of the decade type shit. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what it was. Round one, Chandler came out. He hurt Poirier. But then Dustin Poirier, he got that dog in him. He survived. And then he nearly got the finish at the end of round one, but guess what? Iron Michael Chan, he got that dog in him, too. He came back round two, got the takedown, did some work from the top. Both guys are bleeding. Both guys are bloody. Round three, Justin Poirier gets the sub, gets the win, back in a title contention. Afterwards, he, he, he 
said some long lines of like, because Islam said he didn't have jujitsu. He's like, who got the jujitsu now, motherfucker? You know, like he he was feeling himself. You know, dude, this is an incredible fight. It immediately makes its way into the fight of the year contention. Um, afterwards, Dana compared Michael Chandler to UC's Arturo Gotti. Like he's just bangers all the time. Um, no give me your thoughts on the give me your thoughts on the fight and ultimately what your reaction is and uh, what you, you kind of think uh, it places in terms of the fight of the year conversation. I mean, it's pretty good, man. I just got to – I mean, Glover Yuri is just so fucking good. And it's five rounds, and it had a title on the line. And he won last second, and it was a banger from start to finish. You know what I mean? It's pretty untouchable in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, this is right up there. I mean, it's really good. It, it made it to the third round. In typical Chandler fashion, though, uh, you know, I did some things right, did some things wrong, you know, went off course. But, fuck it, that's, I think that's why you like to watch Michael Chandler fight. I mean, dude, Josh, you saw that first round. You would have thought Michael Chandler was going to put Dust. I mean, you, for a second there, Josh, I was like, dude, where did Dustin's boxing go? I had the exact opposite opinion. Did you think he was just once walking I, with him? Once I, saw, once I saw uh, Pori up against the fence, like, slipping punches and Chandler was going bonds, I was like, he's got exact, he's got him exactly where he wants him. Granted, though, I mean, That's it didn't go like that. not a joke. I remember being it, like, it, oh, it, fuck, it, man, there's no way that. Well, I was just mad confused initially because I was just like, what is – I mean, cause, dude, Josh, you got to admit, he was getting hurt. Like, he was legitimately getting rocked at one point. He even admitted at one point. He said, yeah, he rocked right there, but he, he doesn't throw down the middle a lot. So, But if he threw down the middle, he would have had me out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's that's the main reason I'm saying that because there was a point in that round where he was he was compromised, you know? Yeah, he was compromised. But at the same time, I was like, man – yeah, I, I remember and, thinking, and, and look, like, damn. And then, that, he, and, then, and, then, and then Dustin rocked him, and he and he pulled up his shorts like he always does. I was like, oh, man, you better go to work. It's done. Like it's, He did. I was the, surprised that Chandler rallied, though. I was surprised that Chandler rallied in round two. That, that's what I'm saying. It was a mental fucking week. Because, look, he might have lost He might have lost the fight at the, or lost the round at the end of the round, but Chandler still looked good in that first round. And, I'm like, and then he came back second round. I'm like, dude, this is looking like Chandler's fucking fight right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some people forget, and even I got kind of got got caught up in the fact that like people are always like, "Oh, Chandler's a one round fighter; he's most dangerous in that first round," which he is. But like, he still got that, he still got that dog in him. He still got a, a pretty good gas tank for it, how explosive he is, you know? He's, he's stupid. I mean, he's probably the most. Ex- I mean, he's probably it's probably him and Yoel Romero, like two of the most explosive fighters I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing is like Michael Chandler. Even after losing this fight, I'm like. He still doesn't yeah, lose like clout, I, I man. Could, you still want to see him fight again. I could see him beating Islam. I could see him beating anybody in the top ten. But I could also see him losing to anybody in the top ten. Like, <laughs> like that's that's the Michael Chandler experience right there, baby. Like, he, I could see him beating anybody top ten, top fifteen. I could see him losing anybody in the top ten, top fifteen. He's, but, he's uh, the better Michael Johnson, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, in a way. Um, so. This fight kind of lost its luster because of a, a fight announcement, which we'll talk about in probably like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, That's who do you want to see these guys fight next? I feel like Dustin uh, getting a huge win. He's back in title contention. And then for Chandler, obviously, this is the loss, but like this is kind of the Chandler experience. Like I said, he can lose to anybody on any given night, but he can also beat anybody on any given night. And the fact that, you know, he's 2-3 and three in the UFC, but sometimes like he, he's got some big wins. He's had some big losses. What do you uh what do you think about Justin, what's next for these guys? Justin Gaethje versus uh Justin Poirier number two. Really? They both just beat Chandler. They both beat, lost to the champ, who was Charles Oliveira formerly. Um, yeah, I think it's the perfect matchup. I like it. And it's fireworks. Why wouldn't you want to see these guys fight again? Yeah, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Uh, Chandler, Connor. I kid you not. I think it's it as a you coming off a few losses. They've been joking around for it. Connor's coming off some losses. Connor could win that fight. Does he win that fight? That shit can sell great pay per views. American versus Irish. Talk a lot of shit. That press conference will be great. I think Connor's the right fight. I actually don't think there's a better time for Michael Chandler actually to fight Connor. I don't think there's a better time for Connor to fight Michael Chandler than now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I'm, with a, I, both I, I'm actually, I'm actually yeah. being fully serious on the Connor thing. Like, I don't think. Really, I don't think Michael Chandler should take another fight unless it's Connor McGregor. At this time, no other fight makes a lot of sense at this point. Because and look, they're gonna they're look inevitably they're gonna fucking give him like a fucking sorry you get or some shit. Mm-hmm. Probably, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe a Jalen Turner. You know, I'd be down for that. I mean, I'd be down for Jalen Turner. I don't want to be low key, low key banger of the year is Michael Chandler versus Jalen Turner. Low key banger of the year, yeah. Fizzeve, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna give Fizzeve like fucking video with our years. I don't know. Or Justin Gaethje, I don't know. But in my opinion, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje is a fight to make right now. I mean, one's ranked two, one's ranked three. Both beat the same guy last time out. Both lost to the same guy the time before that. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's those guys bang. Yeah, I get it. Um, I I agree with both of your with both of your fights, dude. I got to be honest. I think both of those make a shit ton of sense. Um, oh, well, Josh, thank you for. It's not as off. fun. It's not as fun to agree with you though. So I'm going to go ahead and not agree with you. I think Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje makes too much sense not to happen. I mean, they had a fight of the year contender. What was that? 2018. Incredible. In fact, they can run it back five years later. And then it's like, winner's right. I mean, it, it, I mean, I guess if Poirier wins, he's right there for a title shot. I don't think Gaethje would get it. And bragging um, rights. Bragging rights, yeah. Poirier can go 2-0 and in this series. That'd be fucking incredible. Chandler, I'd like to see the McGregor fight, but I got a weird inkling that uh, McGregor versus DS3 is next. Especially considering Nate just tried to fight. Well, he did just get into a brawl with uh, Dylan Dennis. And his his buddies outside MSG over the weekend. That's fucking comedy. And you know how ride or die uh, Connor is. <laughs> we know how how fucking ride or die Connor is. He he got on a he saw his boy he saw Artem getting bullied by Habib and his boys. So he flew on a fucking plane and inadvertently created the biggest fight in UFC history. So I could see him fighting Nate next, especially <laughs> Jake Paul's probably going to be busy. So I don't think Chandler will fight McGregor next. I think that fight will happen at some point in time. I don't think it'll be next. Um, but looking at the lightweight division, let me go ahead and pull up the ranking real quickly. Shit, if they were smart, they'd make a fucking 165 weight class inaugural Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, or uh, Michael Chandler, Connor fight. Dude, yeah, that makes, fight. that makes, wow, fuck me, that'd be good. But that makes too much sense to happen. You, you know how the UFC is at... They're like, oh, uh, dude, making it a weight class and be logical. And oh my god, could you imagine if we if we actually like did something that'd be pretty fucking cool? Oh, Connor could um, become three weight champ. <laughs> you want it to be a, a weird one, which I wouldn't mind. Dan Hooker versus Chandler too. Nah, I don't think that fight makes any sense right now. Like, uh, you don't think like so? no, I mean Dan five Hooker, rounds. I mean Dan Hooker beat. Come on, I think how fun that would be. Well, we got we got to talk about Dan Hooker next, right? He's he's the next one down on the card. Uh no he's he's a, a fight away. Uh who's afterwards? I'm not looking at it right now. So we can. Yeah, uh, Frankie. We gotta talk about Frankie in a minute. Uh, can we, can we leave Frankie for the end because it was a retirement? We'll go. Dan yeah, well, you know what, let's talk about Dan Hooker because Dan Hooker defeating Claudio Puelas pretty easily. He had he, he did he did navigate a couple of uh, bad situations, but he ends up getting the second round TKO win. So what do you think about that one? I mean, look. A, a little disappointing, Claudio, but he's young. He's 26. He pulled the good old uh, fucking Ryan Hollis and went for the Imanari role. Initially, though, it looked good, right? 
but didn't secure it, didn't get the fucking submission. And after that, he fucking thought it was a jiu-jitsu match and tried to pull guard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, on the ground, but no, no one was, he was not gonna, you know, and, and it was just, uh, I mean, you don't, you don't want to see that man, some guy in the squeeing on the ground, trying to, you know, and I mean, it's just not gonna happen, and, I mean, it was just, uh, he's young, it wasn't his time, he wasn't ready to hang with the big dogs, the A-listers, as someone, I heard someone say, and that's perfectly fine, he's 26, I mean, he has 10 more years in this sport, mm-hmm. you know, develop, you know, and I think he lost some confidence in himself a little bit in that fight. Didn't have the confidence to, you know, maybe throw some punches that would have led to some takedowns and then later on maybe get some entangle him and, 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 and tax some submissions. But, uh, I mean, it's perfectly fine for Dan Hooker. I mean, he needed it. He needed a bad. I mean, Claudio Pellis, I mean, this was a, uh, when, I think, uh, in a, I'm not going to say win-win for Claudio Pellis, but if he lost this fight, it would have been like, oh, he's young. He has time. If he wins it, holy fuck, dude, he's ranked. Mm-hmm. He's this crazy submission artist kid. He's young, he's 26, he's Peruvian, he's this new hot thing, you know? But no, he didn't end up going for it. For Dan Hooker, he desperately needed a win. And look, he got a win over a guy who is young, has uh, some some specialties. But I still think, though, that Dan Hooker has a lot of trouble ahead of him if he wants to come back into his division and, Mm. and, and, and be established well again. Because, I mean, if Dan Hooker's fighting up, Josh... That's Jalen Turner, Armand Saryukin, Gamera, Fazeev, RDA. Those are all hard fights for Dan Hooker. And I can't mm-hmm. – I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. I don't know if I'd pick Dan Hooker in a lot of those fights. I wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't. But this is also kind of a weird thing to kind of cut you off with. Actually, never mind. He has a fight booked. I was going to say um, RDA versus Chandler, but he's going to be fighting Brian Barberena. Dude, that that at one seventy. Okay. Does that mean he's leaving one fifty five? Like, it's no, he said no. But he went ahead and pretty much he came out after the Fazee fight. He essentially said like, yeah, I know that I'm probably done fighting for belts, and so I'm gonna fight whoever that's fun at one seventy or one fifty five. I'm down for both, which is pretty badass. There you go. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, I can't believe we didn't think about this. Uh, Eddie Alvarez versus Michael Chandler. If the UFC decides to sign Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, man. Even it, come on. You can't let that fight go by, man. I, I, I just don't know if it'd be as good as it used to be now for the four. No, it obviously wouldn't be. In fact, I, I think Chandler would win pretty easily, but come on, they're 1-1. It books I mean, itself. Eddie's yeah, I, returning back. I mean, maybe. Eddie hasn't been getting knocked out, though. That's, that's the one thing, too. At least Eddie hasn't been getting knocked out. Yeah, no, I mean, he, but look, he's got he, miles he, on him. His one stint did not go as well as he hoped, but like he only lost to killers and he got he beat a killer in his own right and he had like a no contest in there. Like he did, he did get kind of get cucked. Yeah, he he got kind got kind of cucked. Let's be honest. So I mean, that's um, the best way to put it, Josh. I mean, that's yeah. like the was I mean, let's let's be honest, not most professional language, but he got fucking cucked. Yeah, he got he kind of got screwed over, especially with one of those fights. Oh, oh, you're just changing up on me. Okay. <laughs> just anyway, so yeah, um, I I love that. Come on. Like, dude, the UC can afford Eddie Alvarez. So. Oh, I like how you're skipping the question, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Anyways, it's time to move on. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'll let it go. Keep on complaining. Yeah, keep on complaining. I run this show. I run the show. I'll edit your entire point out. I... You're not, you're, they can't even hear you right now, dude. Like, <laughs> you can edit this part out, too? Yeah, I'm, I'm editing it out, dude. I'm fucking, I'm blurring you out right now. Don't make me pull out the X-Files, Josh, and post them on Twitter. 
Anyways, um, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> time to move on to uh, time to move on because we do have to talk about Frankie Edgar. Jokes aside, um, this fight fucking sucked, man. Um, I mean, we, we knew that. going in, we knew going in. That was the worst part. Chris Gutierrez knocks out Frankie Edgar cold, flying, not even flying knee. It was just kind of like he stepped in knee. Two minutes in the first round. I don't know why the UC is so intent on murdering their legends, but I don't know why they do it because it's almost, it doesn't even make any sense in any facet because this doesn't help Chris Gutierrez in any way. Like, I think, if anything, people are going to dislike Chris Gutierrez now because he laid out a legend like Frankie. But are give you me your me, thoughts on the fight. You tell me Chris Gutierrez is not cool guy of the week now. Come on. <laughs> no, he's not cool guy of the week. He doesn't think he is. He's not. I mean, I like the knockout. I like Chris Gutierrez, but, like, this fight did not need to happen. But anyways, what what are your thoughts on the uh, the fight, man? I mean, there's not a lot to say. I mean, it kind of way the the way expected. He exposed something that we had seen before that knee up the middle as he was going in, and that was the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean was, that's the end of that career. It should have probably ended sooner. You know, I'm not talking about the fight itself, but about the. You know, Frankie Edgar well, being done. Well, this fight they ring the bell for as long as, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, <laughs> come on, Josh. But you know, you know what I mean, though. Like Frankie probably should have retired. You know, maybe a fight or two ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, it is what it is. I think that. Um, I mean, damn, man. It is just, uh, it's frustrating. I mean, props to Frankie Edgar, incredible career. I mean, this is a guy that helped kind of establish this modern 155-pound division. I mean, you could see his impact in terms of, like, because, like, there were there were other good 155ers, but Frankie Edgar was a whole package. And for, a, for like, a portion of the time, like, he was the greatest 155-pound 100, fighter to ever fight in that weight class for, like, a sizable amount of time. You know, he's still one of the goats of that weight class. And the fact that he was able to move down multiple weight classes, have su- sustained success, he's a first ballot Hall of, Hall of Famer. And uh, this fight did need to happen. Um, it just it just frustrates me. That's that's why I brought it up. So, I mean, any other close fights on the uh, thoughts on this fight before we move on to the undercard? There's not, a lot, there's not a lot to say, man. It's just heartbreaking. Obviously, sad to see his family was there. But that's how this this is how the fake game goes, man. You you know you either go out on a win or you either go out on a loss. A yeah. lot of times you go out on a loss and you go out on your back. <laughs> you to make sure of it. <laughs> they, they try to, man. They try to make sure of it. Like, yeah, because now we're going to get Shogun fighting some fucking contender series guy. He's probably going to put him out cold, but... I don't know, man. Best of luck to Frankie. I'm not sure what he wants to do after this, but I hope he, he does well. I don't know if he owns any companies or anything like that, but if he does, good for you, man. And Enjoy retirement, have fun, stay healthy, and you don't have to fight ever again. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, man, as far as the undercard goes, like I said earlier, top to bottom, this thing was just banger after banger after banger. I'm not sure where you want to start here, man. So go ahead and uh, what fights do you most want to talk about? Oh, man. I mean, let's go down. I mean, let's just start with Hinato Moikana. I mean, what a performance, right? Uh, looks sharp on the feet, gets his submission. I mean, he he's looking solid, man. He, 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 he really brought it back after... I mean, this is right after the RDA loss, right? He, has, he hasn't fought in between. Yeah. That was that was a good one to come back to. I mean, solid performance. Another win at 155, as we'd like to see. Angel. Moicano wants money. 
All right. That was the greatest post-fight interview in a long time, dude. Are you, on, are you, are you on board with the Conor McGregor Moicano fight? I mean, it could be fun, but I mean, I mean fuck it if Conor wants it, sure, why not? I mean, it's not a big name. I, I watch Conor fight anybody at this point. I just want to see Conor fight. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, hell of a hell of a call out though. Hell of a post fight interview, and he looked great, dude. I saw Brad Riddell announce that he's gonna take some time off, probably for the best. He's had a couple of um, a couple of rough fights in a row. That's so. three rough fights in a row, but they're—I mean—they're all ranked guys. They're all fucking killers, you know. No hate there. All killers, yeah. But, anyways, um, I mean, I don't know what to say about this one, dude. I mean, Ryan Span, Dominic Reyes. Do you think that's it for, for Dom? Do you think that's it for him? I mean, zero four in his last four. More like zero three, if we're being completely honest. But three. <laughs> Devastating knockouts in a row, and Ryan's fan. That might have been the most brutal one of them all. I mean, the Yuri one was bad. Yeah, Ryan, I, I mean, those those are those two are pretty close. They are pretty. I mean, Ryan's fan. He first of all, I'm pretty sure he knocked him out with the jab, but then that oh, that right over the top made sure he was out cold. That was just. I mean, Jesus. I mean, what do you think about Dom Reyes moving forward, dude? I mean, this was just devastating on every single level. I mean, I'll put it like this: that it could be, you know, you know, it could be the end, right? I'm, we're not gonna say I'm not gonna get into details what the end could be, but fuck, man, he did get put out fucking cold, like completely out. You know, it wasn't like he got finished. You know, still there wobbling. No, he was done. He was out. He had no idea where he was at, and uh, that's sad to see, man. It was really sad to see because. I really thought he was going to come back, get right back where he was at. He needed that time off, and shit. I mean, I think there's two ways he can go. Actually, once, actually, I'll, I'll narrow it down. I think what he's what he's going to have to do is obviously take a long time off again mm-hmm. and take a massive step back in competition and maybe change his fight style a lot because if he, if he gets touched again like that, I mean, is he going to go down like easily? Or maybe not even with that hard. You know, that's that's a lot of questions, you know, that need to be answered. And, I mean, that's that's three times in a row. And uh, it's, that's just a tough out. I just hope that he makes the right decision for his life, for his career, and that it works out because he was super entertaining on his come up. He, in the eyes of many and in, in, in even our eyes, we thought he won that title. And he he... He lost after that. I mean, fully justifiably. You know, there, there's no secret behind that. I mean, he lost that Blahovich fight, body kicks. You know, obviously after that, led to the finish. The year he fucking elbowed, it was a banger, but he didn't look bad in. And shit, now this. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, it was just... I agree. I don't think it's the end of the Dom Reyes story, but I do think that two things need to happen. He needs to fight. Like, I'm talking bargain barrel. Like, the, the guy, you know how, like, Tyson Pedro took off, like, three years, and he's been fighting guys that are, like, on the verge of getting cut? And, he, and, like, yeah, he's knocking them out, and we're all like, yeah, he should knock those guys out, but because they're such low-level guys. But it makes sense because he took so much time off, and he had, had, inju- he had had injuries, and 
yada, yada, yada. They need to do that with Dom Reyes. Like, he should be fighting the hairy hunt suckers of the world. Dude. Well, I think he needs to do kind of like what Anthony Smith did, because Anthony Smith kind of went through the same thing, right? He had three losses in a row. I mean, they were knockouts, but... I mean, there's, I don't think there's ever been a fighter who's had what Dom Reyes has gone through over the last three fights. Since no, no, no. I've been watching MMA, like, to see a guy this high level, like, to go through this shit... Like, I don't think but, I've ever seen But you, but you, but you got to remember, dude, you remember that Anthony Smith kind of, like, low run right there? I mean, he got this shit beat out of him. Yeah, like, Glover, Glover beat the shit out of him. But even then, he had the moments in the Glover fight. But but the damage, though. He has yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, then he, he, fought, he fought. I mean, like, yeah, the success was good, but in re- but the, the the what he received, and he, there was no reward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And same yeah. with the Rochers fight. And I don't know if there was another loss in there. Like, he had the Gus win before that, right? Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't remember exactly how he had the Gus win. And then he had the John Jones fight, which obviously, fuck, we know how yeah. that went. But then after that, he got, like, what, two, three wins in a row? I mean, you, you had Jimmy Crew, Devin Clark. I mean, he took a step back. I mean, it was he did it the right way. He did. And uh, I think that's what, what uh, Dom Reyes needs to do. I don't think it's the end of his story. I really don't think it's – I think he's too young. And I think you can see the talents there. You can see it. I don't think, like, but at the same time, it's like he just takes so much damage, and he's facing killer after killer, and you never get a break. You never get a chance to breathe. He he's yeah. He needs to do something to build up his confidence. I don't know who he'll fight, but I feel like the UC should give him a, a, an easy touch. You know what I mean? Something that somebody that they know he can beat. And I understand Ryan Fan might have been that guy to begin with. But even then, Ryan's fan, he's a fucking, he's a, he's not, yeah, he's lost a guy. But even then, like, he's still a contender. He's still a guy that has insane knockout power. He's big as hell. Dude looks like he, I mean, probably should be fighting everybody. He missed weight for this little fight, you know what I mean? And he has submission skills. Ryan's fan is not even easy out for anybody as it is. I think you should give him somebody who's not even ranked. Dom Reyes, take a year off, fight somebody who's not ranked. Go the Anthony Smith route. Go the uh, Tyson Pedro route. If the UC will let him, I mean, I know that some they don't let certain guys do that, but yeah, I mean, it's probably time to move on from Dom Reyes. But I just feel for the for the guy. I've never felt as bad for a fighter as bad as I feel for Dom Reyes. Like I mean, literally, like, never. I mean, like I told you, he has to fight like a Devlin Clark type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, man. Um, moving on, dude. Aaron Blanchfield. Aaron Blanchfield is the fucking truth. I feel like if you were smart, though, you expected the fight to go the way it did. Well, I expected Aaron Blanchfield to win. Oh, you didn't think he was going to submit her? I, no, no, no. I did not expect her to outland her of, like, what, 104 to 0 and then to almost break her fucking arm. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to cap. I didn't see the whole fight. I just saw the submission. But I, was, I wasn't surprised that it happened in the first round. Yeah, she took her down immediately, and then she spent half – she spent the entire fight in, like, the crucifix business and just landing elbows from the top. Just bludgeoning her, like I like it was hard to watch before she got the sub, and then the sub went on for a long time too. Cause like McCann didn't want to tap, and then Aaron Blanchard started talking about it. She's like, "Yeah, I was gonna break her fucking arm if she didn't tap. I almost had to, you know." Um, I mean, good lord, like I said, she this girl's the truth, man. I mean, I every single time she improves, and I've been there since the start, and even then, it's just. She's getting rapidly better each fight, and, and like she's only twenty three, dude. So if if you're if you're Valentina Shevchenko, we just saw get a get kind of have watched uh, Talia Santos kind of have her way with her on the mat. 
You you fight Aaron Blanchfield tomorrow. You call for that fight because in two years from now, it's not going to be good news. So well, well, and hopefully they pace Aaron Blanchfield because she's ranked ten now. They're doing it. They're they are building her the right way. They're doing it very. I think the UFC knows what they have on their hands. I mean, I feel like they. I hope they take it slow though. They keep. They're not going to like offer her like Alexa Grasso who's ranked five right now, and you know what I mean. No, no, I, I think. And yeah. I mean. And Grosso just bought me. It's like, oh shit! Actually, she could be available. <laughs> I think I think a good matchup next would probably be Andrea Lee, maybe. You, you She's be, nine. You don't like uh, Jennifer Maya? That could be fun. That could be fun on the mat. That could be fun. But I was thinking more like the UC is kind of like they're 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 slow rolling her, and I think Jennifer Maya has a, has a decent chance of winning that fight. That's why I said Andrea Lee could be next. Or I mean, Argero. I mean, she said she, she needs to have fun in competitive fights still, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think both those wouldn't be competitive, but I don't know. I mean, I think that there's – I don't think she'll fight somebody in the top five, but it'll probably be either Maya, Argero, or Lee next, if I had to guess. You don't think All she fights, like, uh, a Casey O'Neill, potentially? Um, She's already taken it – she already beat one young prospect, too, just like her, Miranda Maverick. I mean – That could it. happen. That could happen. Um, You don't beat another young – Maybe young maybe Macy Barber. Macy's one of like what three in a row. I mean, I mean, I know that not everybody would be hype about that, but I mean, two prospects meeting be an option, you know. I mean, there's a damn, there's a lot of young girls in that division. That's actually so crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the women's 125 pound division has been very, very rough for a long time, but now we're in a position where it's like they got they they're bringing in these new maids, these new names, yeah, you yeah. Which Mana Faroe, Talia Santos, we know how good she is, you know. Alexa Grasso is getting there. Obviously, Blanchfield, O'Neal, Barber, Cortez. Like, there's some savages, dude, that are very, very young. Yeah, and then you see the older names are kind of slowly getting pushed out, you know, the Loring. I mean, and then there's still up to, like, the Loring Murphy's country games of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, anyways, man, time to move on. Like I said, regardless of how unfortunately Aaron Blanchfield, just destruction. I did not expect it to be as dominant as it was. But uh, our our boy Andre Petrovsky got a win. This is probably one of the win. best performances of the night. I agree. And you know what, dude? He is just He's getting a little better. He just getting better each fight. He's thirty one. And uh, the more experience he's getting, he's looking better and better and better. He's coming out of – even though he win, didn't win the season, he's coming out of that season being, like, a potential star. Like, he's looking good, dude. Like, so, like you said, one of those underrated performances on the card. The cardio Steve, got better, by the way. Huh? Cardio got better. No, absolutely, dude. That's that's always been his biggest issue. And I feel like this is the first fight where, like, he kind of paced himself and it looked good. He's fought a lot this year. He's fought uh... – well, I, 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 no, not not a lot. I guess two times. I didn't plus the grappling match yet with Eric Anders. For some reason, that was way more. But I guess in a calendar year, he's been pretty active though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been extremely active. Um, what is this? Four fights in roughly like a year and a half since joining the UC. Not even a year and a half. It's like fourteen months. And I mean, we're clearly in the grappling thing, which is like a whole another level of preparation and shit he has to do. Yeah. So he's even extremely active. I mean, if you count the tough fights, he's had six fights in the UFCs in like a year and a half. I mean, they're they're building him up right. You know, they did Michael Gilmore, this mm-hmm. uh, Chinese batter whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, and then Nick Maximoff had a very similar record. Wellington Terminator was was a push, but they 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 were like, "Help me competitive fight." It but was. Now, yeah. I mean, he's four and zero now, officially in the UFC. He has a win in every category: KO, sub, decision. <laughs> Only mm-hmm. missing a DQ now. Yeah. 
So I mean that's uh that's pretty fucking sick, man. I hope he keeps you keep doing it the right way, keep building him up, and they do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So he's getting better rapidly, and I think that they are building him up the right way. As far as the rest of the card goes, Matt Favola and knocking out Ottoman Azatar. That was an upset, man. That was a big upset. I was surprised at how easy it was for the steamroll of Mafravola, dude. Two wins in a row, both by knockout. And that last fight was a banger, too. I know, like, dude. He's, he's, he's fucking, uh, he's taking O's, bro. That's two O's. He's taking out of all this. And Ottoman is Itar, dude. Who else is next? Yeah, he is like a low key, just. He's almost like the, uh, I don't know if I want to call him Justin Gagey, but he's like always in a banger in that, in that same way. We're just like, he's like not in the, even in the top of the team, but like, if you're in there against Matt Favola, you're in there for a tough night at the office. That's just just how it goes, you know? Um, super entertaining guy. So I was happy to see him get a win. Um, also happy to see Carolina. Carolina Kokovic. They had that weird scoring thing at the end, but regardless, uh, I thought she looked really, really good. By the way, did we ever see those? Huh? Did we ever see those, like what they were before the change? Um, I guess apparently it was just as simple as one judge accidentally scored the fight for Silvana. But, like, he meant to score for Carolina, so they stopped it beforehand. I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference, though. No, she still would have won by split, but apparently that was what happened. But, yeah, man, I mean, dude, Carolina looked fucking good. I mean, this is is Carolina's best performance in years, to be honest with you. Um, She navigated the striking well. Like, Silvana Gomez-Juarez hits hard as hell, you know. Um, But, you know, Carolina, and I really hope they keep her around, by the way. Uh, That was, she probably signed a four-fight deal in that she went, one and three, but goddamn, we're all four of those fights entertaining. So I really hope they keep her around. But yeah, Carolina had a great win, navigated the striking well, put everything well together, took, took her down at one point, and she looked good. So um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Michael Trezano getting a huge win, or Choi Sung Woo, arguably the biggest win of his career. Montel Jackson defeating Julio Arce and Carlos Olberg. He looks so fucking clean in this fight. I actually Oh my that god, out. dude. I mean, yeah, talk about that one. Dude. Hell of a win by him. I know he was a favorite, but I was kind of like, not gonna lie to you, I was kind of nervous for that fight for him. I was like, I don't know how he's gonna do, but he came out and looked. I mean, out of all the city kickboxing guys, he had the best performance. He did, cause he murdered him. <laughs> he did, yeah. He looked fucking great. I hope, I, I hope he has a quick turnaround, man, because I want to see him more. I mean, he's eight and one. His only loss was that Kennedy Jiwuku fight where he fucking gassed himself out. But he had an, he had an active year, Josh. I mean, he fought three times in 2022. He fought Fabio Chirot in February. He fought a uh, uh, phone in Chiwuki in uh, June, and yeah, November, uh, this November, obviously he fought a uh, Nick uh, Nicolau. Mm-hmm. Well, he's getting that experience, and that's the biggest thing I think for him. His, fun fact: his birthday's in two days. Oh, good for him! We'll turn thirty-two. Yeah, but um, yeah, and hell of a performance by him. Overall, this this card just top to bottom, like I said, just incredible. But any other thoughts on this one before we move on? Uh, no, nothing specific, man. I mean, it was a fun card. It might be potentially pay-per-view of the year, event uh, of the year. I don't know. We'll talk about that at the end of the year, obviously, when we give our awards away. The Sound Off Awards. Is the Sound Off Awards, only a month and a half away, guys. Always the funnest so. time ever, man, having to kind of come up with our score. Not our score. Our, uh, our winners, I should say. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite uh, episodes of the year to always do. So. Same, same, and obviously anniversary, and obviously yeah. the first, uh, obviously when we have that weird time in December where there's nothing to talk about, we take like a week or two off, and then we come back and for a card, oh, always the greatest feeling to... Always, always so much fun, but um, yeah, this card was a banger, but now we got a fight night card coming up, 
And it's going to be this Saturday for the UC Apex, UC Vegas 65, the heavyweights, Derek Lewis, Sergei Spivak, getting the five-round main event. Um, this card top to bottom, not not that great, but there are some names to watch. As far as the main event goes, dude, Derek Lewis needs to win. It's about as simple as it gets. Uh, two fights in a row, both knockouts, which is rough to see. He's getting up there in age, 37. Take on Sergei Spivak, who's 27, 10 years younger, and a guy that at one point looked like, oh, you know, he's just another guy. You know, he got knocked up by Walt Harris, lost to Tybora, but now he's won five of his last six, that one loss being to Tom Aspinall. He seems to be getting better. He seems to be hitting his prime. What do you think about this one? Josh, I am going to continue my streak of never endlessly picking Derek Lewis in every fight. I have not, on this show, in almost the three years, of three or four years, however the fuck long we've done it, I have never picked against Derek Lewis. That will not change today. I am picking Derek <laughs> Lewis to knock out Sergey Spivak in devastating fashion. Incredibly based pick. Very based. Um, Derek Lewis will improve to 27 and 10 after Saturday night. Hey, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, man, I'm torn about this one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm very, very torn about this fight. But I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and. I'm gonna go ahead and take Derek Lewis to go ahead and get get it done. I'm gonna. Go, I just think. Yeah, I mean, this is a really rough matchup for him. But I've never been a believer in Sergey Spivak, honestly. I and mean, I think no disrespect this, to the names he's beat, but you gotta kind of look at those too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Josh, it's it's Carlos Felipe, Jared Vandera, Lexi Lenick, a loss to Tom Aspinall, Greg Hardy, Augusta Sakai, who's been struggling. I mean, no, no hate. There's there's guys there who are solid. But his losses are to Tom Espinel, Marcin Tybura, a Walt Harris who was doing very well at the time. Or, uh, or I think that was one of Walt Harris's last wins, actually, before a bunch of stuff. I believe so. Happened. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and take Lewis to get it done. I just think Sergey Spivak, he's, he's a guy that's um, – he has a lot of TKOs, but generally those takes the guy down. He kind of tries to smother him. He's a big guy. But I uh, I don't think that he's going to be able to hold Derek Lewis down. And I feel like he on the feet, Derek Lewis is much, much better. Not much, much better than him, but I feel like he'll be able to get the win. I also think that Derek Lewis, no, is back against the wall. He needs a win here. I think he gets it. Um, real quickly, moving down to the comb. I don't think there's a whole lot to say about the main event. And this card kind of a general league, but there are some good fights on here. But uh, co-main event, Young Quinte Lava making his return. Kenyon taking on Kennedy and Jukwu, uh from Nigeria. Uh, interesting guy. Um, kind of a weird that this is a co-main event, but what do you think about this one? Um, I mean, first of all, interesting choice. I feel like they could have gone solid call of Andre Fialo for the co-main. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, same. Kind uh, of a weird. Kind of a weird pick, especially since those guys would have put on a banger, and they're not even opening up the main card. Granted, though, Jack Delamadena is not a back pick either. But, mm-hmm. uh... This is weird. I mean, these are two guys who I think are not. I don't think either guy's like uh, super. Um, they're not world beaters yet. You know, they're not like uh, top fifteen guys in my eyes. No. Could you squeeze Lava in the top fifteen? Uh, he was at one uh, point. He I was at one point no longer. No. But he he has some flaws. He you know he, he and he's lost to some of the, the best guys in the division. I mean, we're talking about Teixeira. Ankalaev, you know, Ryan Spencer, Ray Walker. I mean, all great names. Kennedy, 
I think his whole thing, Young, is building a lot of a lot of his experience is coming from being in the UFC. I mean, he he won on the contender. I mean, he won on the contender series after his fourth fight. It was his fifth fight. It was on the contender series. He won it, got a finish. Uh, obviously, he had that loss to Paul Craig early in his career. Strong some good wins in, in between 2019 and 2020. Won some decent guys. Nobody crazy out there. And then this year has been kind of a a mixed bag, a split loss over Nikolai, who we just saw lose to Carlos Olberg, and he beat Carlos and and uh, Kennedy beat Carlos Olberg. Obviously, we're not going to get into MMA math there, but you know, just saying, he beat Carl Roberson, which is, I mean, he should be beating guys like Carl Roberson. I don't know. I mean, this, this is kind of a pick 'em fight, in my opinion. If I mean, Kutalaba could really come out here, be aggressive, and bomb him. The thing is, though. Kutalaba's really good being the bully coming forward, but if he's getting back down, that's that's trouble. But like we saw in that Olbert fight, Kennedy's can get backed up and and get put against the fence, and he took you know some some shots there. The thing is though, the difference is Olbert's or coming or you know he was he was throwing a lot in volume, but he could he could have been a sniper in that fight. He just decided not to be. Kutalaba mm-hmm. drops fucking bombs, and if he comes down here and bullies Kennedy, he could put Kennedy out, and I can see that being a big possibility. Like I said, it's a, I think it's a pickup fight. I think Kennedy could win it, but I'm going to go Kutalaba just because I think if he is allowed to be the bully, is allowed to be bring uh, come forward and bring the action, he could really pull Kennedy out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to make the same pick. I'm going to go go ahead and go Kutalaba. I think that he's a he's a brawler. I think if Kennedy can stand back at the distance, he's got the, he's got a long reach, a big dude. He does. I think that that pressure is going to be big, and I think Kutalaba is going to go ahead and get the win, maybe grind out a decision. I feel Kutalaba. He's 28 now, and I feel like his his record doesn't look great, but I feel like he's become more well-rounded, if anything. It's, it's kind of weird, but um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go and take Kudalaba to get the big win and uh, possibly move back into the rankings. But as far as the rest of the card goes, man, uh, what are some fights that you're most looking forward to? There are a couple bangers on here, so which ones are you most looking forward to? I mean, we got we to gotta call it. We talked about it there for a second. Muslim Solikov versus Archerfield. I mean, that's a banger. That's a – I mean, that's action-packed. I mean, Solikov, we, we saw him, man, against uh, – the leech, amazing kicks, his his ability. I mean, and it is at 38 years old, man, fucking insanity that he, and he moves the way he does. I mean, he's a specimen. Andre Fialo, I mean, look, probably one of the best signings ever. You know, like as far as activity, this will be his fourth fight. Uh, actually, no, this will be his fifth fight this year, which could be good or bad, but he's taken a lot of time off between this the Jake Matthews loss and now, which is healthy, good for him. He was fighting, it seemed like, every month there for a minute. He fought three months in a row. I'm happy he took some time off. And they did something good good that could be good and bad for him. They gave up a guy who was formerly ranked like, like near the bottom. is a tough and hard competitive fight, but could be fun, but we'll test him and push him forward and see if he's deserving of a ranking spot still because I think they believe in Andre Fiala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think that that Andre Fialo, obviously his last fight was just, I mean, that was brutal from Jake Matthews. I don't think anybody expected that. I think Andre Fialo is still a very good guy, only 28 years old, and I am surprised that uh, him versus Muslim Salakov is not the co-main event. And both those guys, I mean, they're coming off rough losses, but they're really good competition, so a little bit weird there. Uh, Jack Dillamadalena, like he gave him a shout-out shout there against Danny Roberts. Danny Roberts coming off a loss, but... He had a two-fight winning streak before that, veteran at this point. You know what you're getting from him. He's going to come out here. He's going to slang. He's going to bang. He's going to give you a tough night at the office. So that should be a banger right there. Very, very excited for that one. 
on the undercard, uh, Charles Johnson versus Zalgaz Zagulov. Um, that should be a fun one at flyweight. Uh, Charles Johnson really, I don't want to say he impressed me, but he had a pretty decent showing against Muhammad Makaya, so that should be fun. Um, rest of the card, I mean, you got Jennifer Maya, Marina Morose, Vince Morales, Miles Johns, Vanessa Diamopoulos is back, Brady Highstand, Freddie Garcia. I mean, any other fights you kind of want to talk about, you want to get some shine to that I may I mean, have missed. You skipped over our boy, Ricky Tercio is back. Oh, my bad. I mean, hopefully he doesn't shadow box this time, but <laughs> you know, and 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 look, it's it, uh, it really hasn't been that long since we saw him. It was only a few months back, but I mean, we we waited such a long time after the Brady win. I mean, almost a almost a year to see him fight again. See, so it ended up being like eleven months, and it was kind of a disappointment. You know, I mean, it's not like he got beat up or anything, but it just it's just a bad fight. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just wasn't entertaining. Uh, he punched the air a lot. Uh, didn't kind of uh, give us a lot of action that we had seen before. Uh, hopefully this time we kind of get a little bit of that uh, of, of what captured us, you know, in, in in those seasons on tough and and in the Brady fight and his personality, obviously, to continue showing because I think that's what really makes us as fans enjoy Ricky fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of the reason why that was so disappointing is because, like, he had a lot of potential, and still does have a lot of potential, but that fight was just terrible. Um, so let's hope he can get on the right track here. I mean, he's still, he's a young kid, he's got a lot of potential, so, um, we'll see what happens there. <clears throat> but, that's not the only, the only MMA card going down this weekend, because Bellator 288 is going down from the Wintrust Arena in Chicago, Illinois, to title fights going down. Uh, Vadim Nemkov in the headliner going to be taking on Corey Overtime Anderson. It's going to be a rematch of their fight from April, which ended in no contest. No contest. This is the final of the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix. That first fight was kind of a weird one, kind of back and forth. Nemkov had success early. Anderson was coming on down the stretch. And then a clash of heads, game the no contest. What do you think about this fight in the rematch, and ultimately uh, who do you think is going to come out on top? I mean, look, I'm going to keep my original pick. I mean, I'm still going to pick Nemkov. I mean, I still think he was doing things very well before all this shit happened with the fucking – what was it, a headbutt, right? Yeah, headbutt. And um, he's, he's just at another level too, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Corey Anderson is probably – his hard if I I think his hardest fight in this division, uh, because of of the wrestling. I mean, we've we've seen how fucking scary it's been and 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 strong and and he's showing how much of a dominant force he can be. And when once he gets on top or we're in a position where he can start laying down damage, his ground and pound is fucking vicious. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And this is a fight that is interesting, partially because I know that a lot of people just. Um, they gave a lot of people were really pissed off. I'm not sure if you remember whenever that first fight originally ended because they thought Anderson deserved the win and yada 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 and should have gone to the scorecards or whatever it may be. Um, I feel like most people forget that Vadim Nemkov had a lot of success in the early on in the fight. So, um, I think this fight's a lot closer than what people are kind of kind of talking about and the way that they kind of portrayed it, especially after it ended. But who who if you have to make a you know. Go to your head. Who are you picking on Saturday or Friday? Excuse me. 
Uh, I mean, like I told you, man, I'm still picking Nemkov. Nemkov, so um, yeah. I'm going to go Corey Anderson. As much as I love Vadim Nemkov, and I, I, I just hype him up, I think over the course of five rounds, I think he's gonna have his. He's gonna have the bigger moments. I think he's probably gonna win on the cards. So I'm gonna go and take Corey Anderson to get the win. But I think it will be very, very close. People are gonna be surprised at how competitive this fight is, especially after their first one, where it looked like Corey Anderson was having success down the stretch. But dude, guess who also turns it on in the later rounds? Vadim Nemkov. So for me, this fight's fifty-fifty. Um, or but I'm kind of in the direction of Corey Anderson as of now. But um, that's not the only title fight, dude. This this is you know Belzer's had some good cards this year. But just by virtue of the fact that the top two fights, this might be the best card of the year because Patricky Pitbull, the lightweight champion, Patricky repping that he dude he's been repping Bellator since the start. He's been fighting that promotion for eleven years now. Finally won the title earlier this year with a knockout win or over excuse me that was last year actually November of twenty twenty one knocking out Peter Queeley, taking on probably the biggest test of his career, the undefeated Usman Nurmaga made on 15-0, only four fights into, into his Bellator run. He is fighting for the title. People were a little bit surprised at how early it came, but what do you think about this one, dude? Do you, know, do you think that the champion has – it's kind of weird because he is the champion, but do you think that the champ has a chance to pull off the massive upset? Hey, man, I mean, these these uh, Dagestanis are something else as we've seen. I mean, Usman's I mean, such a well-rounded guy. I mean, he, he's good in the stand-up, good in the wrestling. We've seen it. He has submissions. He has trips. I think he's going to give the the older season Pitbull a a lot of trouble. Hmm. Yeah, same page. I mean, as much as I like Patricky, and I, I'm I'm happy he got this title shot and ultimately won the belt. But this is always just going to happen when he faces a top contender. And the fact that it's Usman's making it even worse. I think Usman or Magomedov is going to go out there and have his way with Patricky Pitbull. I'm assuming you're on the same page. I believe so. Yeah, but. I mean, look, he can he can do some things. I mean, Patricky's still very very good, but I just don't think it's going to go the way that he wants. But um, as far as uh, the rest of this card goes, man, ultimately, like I said, this top this card might be the best one of the year, but it is extremely top heavy. Uh, which other fights? What other names are you most looking forward to uh, fighting on Friday? Oh man, um, I always got to you know I always got to shout out the young guys. Lucas Brenna, obviously, his father fought good jujitsu player, gets a lot of. I mean, I think all his all his wins have come almost via submission. He had all wins via submissions up to this point, except one that's gone to a decision. A little short amateur career. He's a fun guy to watch. I mean, he's only 22. I mean, he's on the come up. I mean, if you want to see a young talent, go watch Lucas Brenner, aka Skywalker. Yeah, I like that. I like that shadow. I like that shadow. That kid is very very talented. Um, I mean, on the um, on the main card, Daniel Vitral is going to be back. Always a dog in there. Tyrell Fortune is going to be back. Tyrell Fortune was one of those guys that they had really, really, really high hopes for. Um, I don't know if it's worked out the exact way the Bellator would hope, but he still proved that he can be a pretty good guy. Um, still a contender in that division. So what he, we'll see if he can uh, get back into the win column here. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a fun card, but I think everybody kind of knows that those top two fights what most people are coming for. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, though. But overall, I mean... I'm psyched for those top two fights, so we'll see what happens there. But we do got some news to go over as well because, Angel, the upset did not happen. Um, Deji got the shit kicked out of him by Floyd Mayweather. Hey, man, but he hurt. He, hey, it's the first time I've seen Floyd have any damage on his face. That's actually a very good point. Uh, he, he both, I believe he cut Floyd and then he also gave him a black eye. 
Yep. I mean, so no just, matter what happens, he has that. Yep. And shit, he's. I mean, he made he made Jake bleed first. That's true. He's still the most person to give Jake damage too. Well, I guess yeah. Woodley caught him in the, the second fight, but and then and obviously Anderson this last fight. Yeah, but I, I mean, he didn't really have too many marks on his face, though. That's coming. That was kind of my point. But C- compared um, compared to the the Deji fight, no, Deji got that dog in him. Yeah, Deji just had that dog in him. Yeah, he uh, dude, you got to give Deji props. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of drama last second because uh, Floyd changed the gloves because it's supposed to be like big big gloves, fourteen ounces, and then uh, Floyd refused to fight unless it was ten. Yeah. So okay. kind of a dick move to pull against somebody who's like a YouTuber. But they could they could have done like twelve, you know. Apparently it was ten, or he would walk. So that's so whack. That's so whack for an exhibition. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So, um, regardless, man. Yeah, I mean, got a feel for for uh, Deji a little bit there because I understand he was never going to win, but even worse whenever he had to deal with that sort of thing. But, anyways. As far as the uh, the rest of the card went on that Global Titans fight series card, my my boy Bobby Fish got a win. Uh, but I mean, I feel like the bigger news is Tommy Fury missing weight, then his opponent refusing to fight, him, so they had to go and get an exhibition. And he fought. Um, I don't even have the gentleman's name in front of me, but he was fifteen one and one. Um, and uh, it was a terrible exhibition. In case anybody was curious, now exhibitions can either go one of two ways. Sometimes, like the Deji and uh, Mayweather one, they were actually throwing punches. They were actually putting on a show. This was two guys who came for the paycheck that knew that, uh, you know, fight was short notice and nothing was going to happen. Um, it was Raleigh Lambert, I believe, was the gentleman's name. We took the fight on one day notice. Yes, it was. Um, this was fine. But the bigger news was that uh, Jake and Tommy had a back and forth, and Jake agreed to fight him in February. But he also had a face-off with Andrew Tate at the event. Uh so he has his hands in a in a lot of in a lot of uh potential fights right now. So what do you think about the whole interaction back and forth with both Tommy and Andrew Tate? I mean, it's all cool. I mean, it, it's kind of weird because it all kind of originates with Jake. You know, it's not even uh, these guys individually. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously these guys all have their stuff going on, but I mean, it's all surrounded by Jake and shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, Josh, I've already told you in the green room a little bit of my thoughts. I'm like, I think the fight to make is Andrew Tate because of the hype. Because I think no matter what, the Tommy fight will always be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Um, especially considering if Tommy and Jay keep on fighting and winning, like, that point would be kind of like a really big fight. Like, a couple, of, like a year or two down the line, it'd be much bigger than it is now. I feel like there's no real interest. Or, I mean, I'm sure there's some interest, but not nearly as much as there could be. Any potential Jake? What, what, what if what if Jake fought a Vidal? He'd he'd die. <laughs> what do you mean? What if? Like I mean, just, just pro just, boxer, he chained. Uh, he drank KSI. I mean, just say imagine if Jake boxed him, beat him. No, and no. I mean, he could, but he'd get fucked up if he wants to lose. That that could be his thing. But I don't think he. I mean, he says he wants that fight, but does he? Does he really? He's he's talked about it. Yeah, he said that if KSI doesn't want to fight him, he'll fight his, his trainer, which. Former trainer. Former trainer. Let's go ahead and say that as well. But yeah, it would not uh Yeah, it would not go well. It really wouldn't. So for uh for Jake's sake, he is the I, I would not do that one, but um yeah, just my thoughts. But yeah, I mean I agree with you. I feel like the, the fight to make probably is the Andrew Tate one, just by virtue of the fact that like they make so much money. And uh honestly, like Nate, I think is probably not gonna fight him. 
And Tommy, I don't know if you want to run that risk again. Let him get a couple more wins, make it a bigger fight. And then who else is like, who else is around? Like, not too many other names. Like, KSI's fighting in January. We'll know his opponent on Saturday. So, oh, they, cool. oh, oh, they announced that? They're, they're going to announce Yeah, they've, they've stated they're going to go ahead and uh, announce it during the Misfits card. That's so, sick. Okay. That is pretty cool. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I think the, the fight to make is, is Jake versus uh, Andrew Tate. Not because it would be very competitive. I think Jake knocks him out in round one. But I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's probably just a fight to make in terms of money and who's available. I mean, I think that makes the most sense. But, um, yeah, speaking of the Misfits card, that is going down on Saturday. Uh, Haseem Rockman Jr. is supposed to fight Vitor Balfour. Vitor fell out. And instead, it will be Haseem Rockman Jr. versus Greg Hardy, if all things go according to plan. All right, what are your thoughts about this replacement fight and also some other fights in the card? We saw our boy Overflow got it, got uh, added this one against Face Temper. There's a couple of other names on here. Uh, so what do you think about this one? The card I, as mean, a whole. I mean, good for Greg Hardy, right, trying to do something after the MMA experiment, you know, kind of didn't go his way. Uh Shit, I mean, he knocked out a guy before in boxing. Why can't he do it again? But he has his hands full against a guy who's been doing this his whole life. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to go very well for him, especially on one-week notice. I mean, I would have honestly preferred Shannon Briggs is apparently the other finalist in this conversation. Let's go, champ! I would have preferred Shannon the cannon. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, if, if Shannon's around, he's also been a part of this whole influencer boxing scene, so... Um, I'd be cool with it, but I guess not. So, yeah, I mean, this card as a whole, I think it's honestly pretty fun. I feel like, um, who, who, who's the big name that's back? Because, uh, they're no uh, longer the main event. Uh, they got, uh, they did King Kenny versus Dakota Miller, which I don't know if they got moved up to the main it's event. Dean the Great, who's the main event? They're doing Dean the Great? Oh, shit. Uh, Dean the Great versus Wally Sharks. Hasim Rockman Jr., Greg Hardy, Josh Bruckner, Chase Demore, King Kenny, DK Money. Yeah. Ice Poseidon, Brandon Buckingham. That's a banger right there. That is a banger right there. Brandon's going to fuck him up, man. Um, Probably. Minicon, Nick Joseph, Face, Temper Overflow, and Fangs versus some goth chick. (laughs) Dude, I think the most interesting, uh, or at least the most entertaining one of the influencers would be the Josh Bruckner, Chase Demore fight. I mean, Chase is a, I mean, guy's an athlete. You know, we obviously, uh, you, you see the guy, but he's, 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 the guy looks like a great guy. And, yeah. and then, and then Josh, I mean, he, he did some pro MMA, got a few wins. He did, he was on the boxing card for, for, uh, for Jake back in, uh, and, uh, JJ back in 2019. He hasn't done any boxing or MMA since then. And he's back here. Now that the influencer boxing thing has kind of like popped off a little bit and uh, he has some experience. Uh, I mean, it was an all-in MMA beforehand, and then he had the one-off boxing match, and now he's going to do this. Uh, against Chase, I feel like there's a lot of potential for this particular one to be really entertaining, or maybe a blowout if Josh comes out here and just shows that Chase that he should be playing uh, fighting games mm-hmm. <laughs> in real life. Yeah, it can go either way, but I think it's probably going to be one of the the better fights on the uh, on the card. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a, this is honestly a pretty solid card, like top to bottom. I think it's all, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm glad this one's not on a pay per view. It's just going to be zone straight up, so um, should be fun. Should be fun. Solid replacement as well. And the last bit of news, we're going back to the UFC because, like I teased earlier, there was a fight announcement. In fact, there were two fight announcements. UFC 284 
going down from Perth, Australia next February, February 2023. We have a main event. Islam Mahachev taking on Alexander Volkanovsky in his home country, going into the Lion's Den to try and uh, earn pound-for-pound number one status, pound-for-pound number one, probably going to end up being versus pound-for-pound number two by the time the fight's made, or by the time roll, the, the fight rolls around, I guess, rather. Um, and in the Coleman event, dude, Josh Emmett, Yair Rodriguez, we're getting the interim flyweight, not excuse me, featherweight title, which we discussed for a while now. Is this the right move for both of these fights? And what are your thoughts on it, man? I mean, I'm down for the fucking pound for pound title, man. I, I, I fuck with that energy. I think it's cool. Volk is down. Islam, Islam's down. Why not, man? Put, put higher stakes on, on, on everything and, and make it difficult. And at the end of the day, we're here to see the best fight the best. And I think that's a, these guys are doing it the right way. They, they want to test each other. Both are down. Uh, and, and Volk's been like hella fucking down. He's been mm-hmm. talking about this shit for a while. And I think that's awesome. And Islam's down, so let's get it done. Let's see who, who, honestly, in a way, who might be the number one fighter on the planet. Yeah, man. I mean, this fight is just fucking excellent, dude. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was not really on board with it at, at first. But I come around, dude. I think that both of these guys are in their primes right now. And it's so rare that you get a fight where it's like two guys in their primes, champions, and they're meeting, and it's just, it's, it's incredible. Because even think about, like, the other double champ matchups, right? Like, just, just think back, Angel, you know, think back to some of the other ones. It's like Connor versus Eddie. Neither one, really, in this pound-for-pound conversation. Connor just won the belt at 145. Eddie just won the belt at 155. Neither one had a title defense. Think back. The D- DC versus Stipe is probably the closest thing you're going to get to this. But even then, like, DC had already lost to Jones, and Argy lost to Gus, and, you know, Stipe was, like, Stipe's always been a good guy, but never really – he's always been a little bit inconsistent. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. He's prone to getting caught. So we've never really had a fight like this where it's like, what is this? I mean, Volkanov – both guys have 10-plus winning streaks going in, different weight classes, dominant as fuck. I understand Vakachev just won the belt, but we're kind of – I mean, come on, man. If you dominate the, the, like the reigning champion who had had a couple title defenses, like, come on, man. So – yeah, I'm psyched for this one. I will admit, I'm happy with the interim featherweight fight. I am not as happy that Yair Rodriguez is a part of it, and that's nothing against him personally, but... I think they were going to give it to him regardless of what we wanted, and I'm sure Arnold Allen and who's not going to be ready by the by this specific timeline. He he may not. He may not, and that could be a part of it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Arnold Allen, the guy with the longest winning streak... As a contender, he does, him not giving the title makes me feel type of way. I'm going to be completely honest. He does make me feel type of way. But, but, he, but he's, he kind of – this kind of cements him right there, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be next man up. Um, but as a fight – I mean, He could be the backup weigh-in. I'm sure they're going to have to, they're gonna have to have someone weigh-in as a backup. They have he to. could be. Yeah. Especially but for that. Huh? <laughs> Especially for that fight, dude. They could not have someone not there. Exactly. That'd be huge. So – Unless I mean, they do like Max, <laughs> I doubt it. I, don't I mean, Max, no way, no way. I don't think Max will be a backup. Who do you think will be their backup? Probably Arnold, or who else would be another? I mean, it can't be Ilya or uh, Bryce Mitchell because they're going to be they're busy because they're, they're going to be fighting uh, in December, I believe. So the fun thing about the the backup weigh-in guy is that they can honestly just put anybody they want in that spot so long as they're a ranked fighter, just because it's like more than likely they won't be needed. Yeah, yeah, but who, who do you think it would be? Like, if we're supposed to cover, who would they, who would you choose? Fucking probably Arnold Allen, I guess. That's what I'm saying. 
because uh, Giga's fighting, right? I don't, I, I doubt they're gonna. It's a Barbosa fucking. Who else is up there? I can't think of other names that's up. Calvicator, definitely not. Calvicator's out because he's hurt. Chansung Jung is not really yeah. active right now. Not or active, but it's out. It could be a maybe. Or think he's out. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> they're gonna have to beg Arnold out and they come in as a backup way in. But as far as the fight itself goes, as much as I would have preferred it to not be Yair Rodriguez, Yair Rodriguez is Josh Emmett is a certified banger. Josh, that's a good banger. Banger. I mean, absolutely insane fucking fight right there, man. So if that fight was a chick, it would have a fat ass. Oh Jesus Christ. But uh anyways, man, I'm uh I'm psyched for this one. Um, is, as far as, uh, any other news you want to talk about before we close out? Uh, nothing, uh, specific. I mean, I think we covered everything really well. I mean, I knew the show was going to go, you know, we were going to go a fair bit and we will, we will next week too, because obviously we're not going to recap Bellator. And I think by that time we'll have, uh, I think we don't, I don't think we'll go in as in depth as I want to, but we'll talk about PFL right around that time. We are going to talk about PFL. I think we're going to go pretty in depth on that one. There's no UFC next week. Oh, well shit. I guess you're fucking right. I'm sorry. Yep, I'm so done. we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go in depth on that PFL championship card, first ever pay per view. So I'm psyched for that one. Yeah, that should be very wow. fun. All I'm saying is, my girl Larissa Pachenko. <sighs> she could, could, you, could you imagine? She, she, she might. Be, dude, she very well might win. She could know? be. She dude, she did this. She'd be fighter of the year. Oh my god, dude! I, mean, I, I feel like there'd be a song. I argument. think she should already be in the fucking conversation for fighter no, of the year. No, 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 no. You're not wrong. She's knocked out literally every chick. Which is very uncommon in the, in the, in the, in, the, in any women's division. All in the first round. All in the first round. And then if so, in whatever fashion she would, you know, could possibly beat Kayla Harrison in, I mean, that'd be a heck of a year for any fighter, man. That would be. I mean, to be the first ever person to put an L on, uh, Kayla Harrison's record, 15 and 1, that'd be crazy, dude. That'd be crazy. So yeah, I'm psyched for that fight. And we'll talk about that next week. And don't want to dive too much into the preview because it's just one week away, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Um, but yeah, any other closing thoughts before we, uh, close out, you know? Uh, I guess as my final announcement, I, I, I will tell the whole podcast. You, you, you ready? You're ready? You're doing it? I am, I am now training jujitsu, guys. Let's go! It, it, I, I don't know exactly what that all somebody means. on first day, by the way. <laughs> kinda, kinda. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a process. Hopefully I, uh, can bring more to the show. And offer some more analysis in a way that, uh, we've never had before. And, uh, overall kind of raise the quality of show and give, give, give us some credibility, you know, cause now I'm, I'm in there, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in there training a little bit. Obviously I'm not going to be fighting, but I do want to go compete, have some fun, progress and, and generally enjoy this sport and already having a lot of fun and, and enjoying the process and, and, and enjoying the, embracing the, the suck of it, you know, like the, cause right now, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie guys, I'm, I'm out of fucking shape, but, you know, we'll we'll get there. You know, and we'll get in good shape. And before you know it, we'll be we'll be learning a lot, catching people with some submissions, having fun, progressing in the belt. Hopefully, going to some you know tournaments locally, catching some dubs, showing some medals on the gram. Hopefully, on Twitter, and uh, I'll definitely be posting some pictures for everybody out there to to see, and then obviously offer some support because uh, you know it's king shit out here only, baby. King shit, champ shit only. Yep. And guys, and now it's time for my knob. <laughs> Time for Josh, my announcement. Guys. Josh will be fighting uh one of the guys from FNP Nask. I will go I'm gonna be fighting Andrew Tate next. Uh I'm actually I am fight. also a kickboxing champion, guys. I never talked about it. <laughs> Didn't did want to brag. Uh, 
I, uh, I, 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 I did, uh, as a, I had a karate tournament at the Y when I was, uh, nine years old and I went three and zero in my tournament that day. So <laughs> I won the tournament and I was champion. So basically the same as Andrew Tate. Come on, George, um, you're actually fighting Tristan Tate. Oh, well, that's even easier. No, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if either one of these guys are good. I've just seen Andrew Tate fight like a couple of times. Like when he's first going viral, I'm like, all right, let me see this guy. Let me see this guy. You know, what's the, what's the deal? And I'm like, oh yeah, he would get fucked up by, by, by Mo, KSI, Jake Paul, time period, Jesus Christ, they'd kill him. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, that's essentially all I got as far as the podcast goes. Yeah, you guys should stay tuned to Angel's Twitter, which is at AndrewTingerTwitter1, because he may, uh, he may so, what, are you going to put some jujitsu stuff up there? Put some pictures, maybe? I'm going to put some pictures, show some stuff. I mean, I'm, I don't know what all exactly I'm going to do, but I'm I'm definitely going to get uh, some pictures from class and, you know, post them on there and, you know, get some, get some love, man, you know what I mean? Share, share the love. And support, you know, and obviously for the for the community of guys out there who, who you know, who follow us, who are also, you know, who do a podcast just like us or, or report or do whatever and – uh don't do this. You know, don't practice anything or don't do anything. You know, they inspire you guys to go out there and and do something yourselves and and be a bigger part of the sport too. You know, just uh, and you know, and it's not all about uh actually fighting MMA, but you know, you know, Muay Thai, kickboxing, jujitsu, um, you know, any anything, judo, whatever it may be. Kind of get yourself out there and have fun. Obviously, uh, I mean, every you know, not not every reason I want to do it, but I I, I kind of want to be like uh, get, get, you know, I want to be one of the guys. Who's out here, Josh? Giving us a little bit of credibility, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, man. And invitation to all you guys, Angel will beat you up. I'm just saying. <laughs> if, if there's any of the podcasters out there, they want to answer the call. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be uh, on one of these influencer cards, right? Jokes aside, I've, I I feel like I feel like you probably could. I feel like you probably get on one of those, but. Um, anyways, yeah, guys, be posted to his, uh, Twitter at AndrewTinkerScore01, I'm at Josh Unroff, I'm not, I'm not fighting or training or doing anything, but I will post the, the occasional banger tweet, so, uh, <laughs> finally there, and then at Quartet Sound for all things later, the show, as always, incredible sponsor of the show, Rogue Energy, Andy Elixir, Coach Sound off for both, 10% off for both, and, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show, uh, peace and butt grease, mouse click.